Welcome to Fueling Kentucky, the podcast of the Kentucky Petroleum Marketers Association. I'm your host, Brian Clark. Glad to have you with us today. And in the studio with us, we have two special guests, uh, KPMA member company Browning Oil. Uh, They're part of Houchins Industry and also the junior food stores. And that's Russell Barton. He's the fuel and environmental manager. And also Tim Sturgill, who's the lead with our operations group. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Glad to have you with us. And we're going to be talking with Russ and Tim today about innovations that they've been doing with their junior food stores, specifically their Crossroads Express store that's located in Bowling Green, Kentucky. But first, I want to give you a quick shout out. Not too long ago, in 2019, uh, junior food stores was recognized by the Kentucky Petroleum Market Association and the Kentucky Underground Storage Tank Branch as the 2019 Outstanding Tank System Award winner. Congratulations again on that, gentlemen. I know, I know you were very proud to, to receive that recognition. And uh, what, you know, what insights can you share about how you approach your USD compliance lead you to win the award that year? First and foremost, we have a great team in the field and environmental department here at Houchins, and that makes my job a whole lot easier. The primary goal for us is to carry out the due diligence work necessary to comply with the state and federal underground storage tank rules and regulations. We use remote tank monitoring software to help uh, minimize risk, and this tool also allows us to troubleshoot problems remotely. Uh, And that prevents us from having to send a technician every time we receive an alarm notification at one of our stores. Another benefit for us is to have in-house technicians that perform our annual testing and we have all of our store managers set up as class a b operators so that they can perform the monthly inspections at the store level and it really is a a a benefit to to have that in-house to not have to use a third party for inspection another focus for us is to respond to record requests and other correspondence from the uh, underground storage tank branch in a timely manner and we work closely with regulators. Staying in compliance with our tank systems, you know, is a common goal we share with the branch because the bottom line is to ensure we protect the environment. And I'm sure too, I mean, being recognized at the state level for how you do that compliance, was was that a surprise for you that year to, to receive that award? It was a surprise, yes. Um, I really had no idea we were being considered I, I had uh, actually came down with a some kind of illness and wasn't able to attend the conference. So uh, I think you guys presented it to uh, InSafe, who uh, in the past mm-hmm. used to help us with compliance. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was a great um, surprise. Well, and, and we were really pleased to recognize you that year. And the, the conference, uh, of course, is our our tank and technical conference that we hold each year in November. And in fact, this November, November 4th, will be our eighth annual tank and technical conference. And uh, we started a number of years ago working with the UST branch to recognize outstanding tank systems throughout the state in different sizes and different categories from small, medium to large, but folks who are going above and beyond in their compliance to manage their systems in a way that uh, really deserve recognition. And, and that was certainly true for junior food stores uh, receiving the the overall outstanding award for 2019. So congratulations again. Thank you very much, Brian. 
So tell us a little bit about some other innovations. Obviously, you're being innovative in the way you manage your underground storage systems. But I had the chance recently when I visited Bowling Green to see a very new innovative approach to one of your stores called the Crossroads Express Store. Could you tell us a little bit about it? What was your strategy with that store and its innovative design? And and how has that store differed from previous store layouts with your junior food stores? Okay, Brian, this is uh, Tim, and I'll take that one. And Russell, you can help me here anywhere you want to. But our goal with Crossroads Express was to create the next generation convenience store for our company. We wanted it to be innovative, modern, with a sleek and clean design, but we wanted it to focus around fresh foods. So our, our store development team worked with a third party design company who provided some expertise on the layout and design that allows us to put the fresh foods as our primary focus. Included in this, Brian, and I hope that you noticed it when you were there, but we've we've created what we call a theater kitchen. Hmm. It's a large window viewing into a prep room where our team members prepare fresh fruit, rotisserie chickens, fresh made chicken salad, take and bake meal options, freshly baked goods, All of those are produced in a clean and sanitary environment, and it's produced where our customers can see the products being produced. So, And our food service team came up with a great selection of quality, fresh-made products uh, that our customers enjoy, and we complemented that by by including a state-of-the-art coffee bar. Mm. Uh, This coffee bar is complete with uh, the fresh cold brew, including nitro-infused cold brew. We have a barista-style coffee shop uh, where the guests can create their own favorite drinks, a mocha, a latte, an Americano, and and it's featuring multiple flavor profiles of coffee beans, and all is freshly ground bean to cup. Hmm. Uh, and, and to complement that, we have a much-enhanced mixing station complete with with many different varieties of creamers and additives. And, you know, one of the things that we feature is that we have freshly made whipped cream that we make on site every mm. day. Wow. Uh, we also have soy milk, oat milk, and yogurt-based coffee additives that you can create your favorite, your favorite drink right there on the spot. Those different beverages were really cool that you had there too. That whole that whole beverage aisle had such an array, and then also with the uh, the ice cream that was on the side wall as well. You had an in wall installation for ice cream distribution, if I remember correctly. It was it was really cool. Tell me if you could, while you're kind of thinking a little bit about the layout of the store, how did you all approach the checkout area differently? Because that was quite innovative from what I saw. Yeah, in our checkout area, we uh, we included three self-checkout stations. This is a first experiment for us in this uh, particular channel, in the convenience store channel. And today, customers are gravitating it to it more and more. I know we look at the stats every week, and we see every week that more and more customers are gravitating to the self-checkout. And it, and it offers a way for the customer to come in make their selection and check themselves out and be on the road in a very timely fashion. And, in, you know, in some of our feedback that we've gotten from Facebook, we see that customers really appreciate that feature and that convenience. So at a convenience store, you literally can go get your product and then walk up to a checkout, a self-checkout, checkout and be on your way. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And then plus you kind of have an innovative design where the, is it called a crow's nest where a manager can kind of see the whole layout at one time? <laughs> you know, we haven't really named it, but I like that name. Maybe we'll adopt that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, we have, um, the, the office area is, is a raised platform where that literally, uh, the store manager, if they're in their office, they, they can look out and they can see their entire operation from that spot. From that spot, you can see the entire sales floor and you can see most of the dining area, even of the of Slim Chickens restaurant. So, but the crow's nest, I like that. That's a good name for it. So, Well, overall, have you, what has your feedback been from customers about the store, either online or from those that are uh, regularly patrons of the facility? You know, I, I would say that the guests love the options and the convenience. Uh, they can stop by for breakfast. Uh, lunch, dinner, or they can stop by for a snack any time of day and always find a fresh option. Some of the call-outs that, uh, that, that some of the guests have given us is that they love the layout of the store. You know, there's a tremendous amount. Our merchandising team did a wonderful job of creating um, an item selection in there, I think, that is very unique. We have gourmet snacks. We have fine chocolates. We even have international meal solutions. Hmm. Um, you know, we offer we offer pretty much everything that you're going to expect to see when you walk into a convenience store. But I think that we offer a lot of items that go well beyond that. The customers seem to be loving it, and um, and you know, every week we're seeing growth uh, throughout the store. You know, some of the other feedback that we get is is they do like the shell gas. They they see the shell gas as being a premium fuel. And we've tied into this operation a um, QSR concept that's new to our market. Uh, it's Slim Chickens. And, of course, it has a drive through uh, And we have indoor dining. And we even have, we have an open-air dining area that, when weather permits, uh, we can open up the garage-style doors and, and the customers can eat in an open-air environment. Mm-hmm. And when the weather is uh, super hot outside or cold, then we can close those doors up. And it's, uh, it's an atmosphere-controlled environment where that they can be very comfortable. So positive response overall from your, from your customers, it sounds it, like. It's been, it's been extremely positive and well accepted by the public, yes. Now, how long has this particular store been open and where is it physically located in Bowling Green? is located on 1851 Scottsville Road here in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And we opened on May the 19th of this year. So Okay, so it's only been open for a few months then at the time, even when I visited it in early August, it was quite it was very new. It still it yeah. looked and, and seemed very new, but uh, it was just a beautiful layout and a great looking store and it definitely caught my eye as an innovative approach to a convenience store design. But certainly one of the things that I learned on that visit as well, and Russell, we talked about it while we were there, and that is that you are also offering an EV charging system on site at the Crossroads store. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, our earlier conversation, you are certainly the first Shell station in the state of Kentucky to offer a DC fast charge, which is the fastest charging for EV presently, uh, and maybe the first convenience store as a whole to offer that as well. Is that correct? Yep, that, that's correct, Brian. So for those who are listening, EVs, of course, are electric vehicles, and an electric vehicle charging 
unit outside the store is is still somewhat a new phenomenon for many people. What important things did you learn in the research and the decision-making and even the installation of that new charging system, Russell, as you went about planning and, and uh, putting that unit or units in there at the store? Well, uh, as far as research goes, um, we, we learned and, and continue to learn everything we can from all sources, including the Fields Institute, OPIS, NACS, KPMA, and others. Uh, there's a lot of information out there, and with the EV charging landscape changing and evolving so fast, you have to take advantage of every resource to keep up to date on the latest information. I think one of the most important things in the in the beginning is to engage with your local utility electric utility company uh, early in the decision making process. From the utility company, you can learn what the cost uh, will be for electrical equipment, if any, and they will provide a rate structure so that you can get an understanding of where you stand with kilowatt hour costs and potential profit. Uh, an example of equipment uh, we had to purchase is the transformer. Uh, our utility company required us to purchase the, the 480 volt transformer for our project. This service and this transformer was totally separate from from the transformer for the for the store operation. So it's two two separate entities really. And uh, so you know that starting out with the utility company is is the the number one um, thing on the list for us. Um, our charters are located at our newly opened Shell site in Bowling Green, as you mentioned. And under the Shell Recharge program, we worked with the the Green Lot charging network and uh, Greenlot is part of of Shell uh, Recharge. Um, you know, Greenlot has a ton of experience with EV charger install projects all over the country and they provided the guidance necessary to get our project off the ground, uh, how to source equipment and how to participate in their uh, EV charging network. We also worked with Shell for Shell Recharge primary ID signage. Don't get me wrong, there were challenges along the way and uh, it took a lot of work. I think Greenlight did a, had a, had that basis there already that that helped us get started and uh, mm-hmm. without that we'd probably still be trying to get started. There's a lot of a lot of question out there about when and, and if you may want to install EV chargers at one of your facilities. Uh, and just like any other project, you know, you assess all costs and potential profit associated with the project and decide based on your analysis if if now is the right time for you to invest in EV charging. You know, if you are planning a new C-store or other new build project and are not yet sold on installing chargers, I think you would be wise to hedge on the future by getting the EV charging infrastructure installed on the front end rather than at the back end of the project. Mm -hmm. Uh, Later, when you decide it is the right time to install chargers, you will have that infrastructure in place and you will have saved a lot of money in construction costs. And then also, um, currently in Kentucky, to my knowledge, the incentives available to assist with the costs are few and far between. Um, however, you know, I think there will be more incentives and, and opportunities available to us in the near future. And also, hopefully, we will see the cost of, of the equipment come down as well. You know, for us, we decided it was the right time because we were building a new store with this new concept, new design, mm-hmm. and we wanted to attract all customer segments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that now includes EV owners. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
and it does help us to have the restaurant as part of the store design to provide a place where EV, EV charging customers can come inside while charging and eat a, a great meal in a nice setting. So having that opportunity for them to engage while their vehicle is charging, they can come in and both shop and have a, have a meal while they're present while it's doing a charge. That's right. So what's the, how has the, the new system and, and this offering at your store been received by customers? Well, um, I think um, the answer is it's been great. Uh, we have been pleased with the EV customer acceptance so far, and, and uh, we expect the usage will continue to grow. You know, when a customer searches for EV chargers in the Bowling Green area, our location will show up on the green lights, charge point, flow, and plug share charging networks. So um, that's a pretty good coverage for someone that's traveling and, and looking for chargers uh, in Bowling Green area. Um, and, you know, most everyone is using an app to access these networks. Like you said before, we installed level three DC fast chargers, and these chargers are much faster than level one or two. And our location is one of only two sites in our area with level DC fast chargers where you can charge any electric vehicle. So certainly seems to be a, a wave of the future that you all have integrated in your in your store design, and it sounds like your customers have been receptive to it. Yes, they have. I, I, we've we've been pleased. Um, actually, I'm a, a little bit surprised at how how great the usage has been so far. Like I said, I, I just think it it can do nothing but grow. Well, I certainly appreciate your insights today, both uh, both Russell and Tim, to to share with us not only how you all approach compliance, but as you integrate compliance in a environment like an innovative new store design and even the addition of EV charging systems, these are all things that are top of mind for marketers and fuel retailers today. Do you have any piece of advice for folks as they uh, consider um, you know, a store uh, a remodel in the future and things, lessons learned that, that you all uh, have seen so far in making the investment with this new approach? Well, I think time will tell. You know, so far we're very pleased with the um, with the acceptance and the uh, usage and reaction we've got from this location. You know, we'll be tracking this over the next several months and seeing how it progresses. And hopefully, we'll um, we'll be in a position where we'll want to do more investment and build more of these in the future. Fantastic. Well, if you're in the Bowling Green area and you want to see uh, the latest store from uh, Houchins Junior Food Stores and Browning Oil. Check out the Crossroads Express store and uh, see what they're doing uh, with new designs on the cutting edge here with fuel retail in the state of Kentucky. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for your insights. And first and foremost, thank you so much for being a KPMA member. We appreciate your participation and support of our association and our industry. And uh, we wish you continued success with, with the new store. Thank you, Brian. Yes, thank you very much, Brian. You've been listening to Fueling Kentucky, the podcast of the Kentucky Petroleum Marketers Association. We'll talk again with you soon.